This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Jet in Seattle. Hey, Jet. Hey, John. How you doing this week? Good. How are you? Well, we're uh, we're we're hanging in there. I know it's a bye week, and uh, uh, I'm grateful for that. Yes, many other things. Did you enjoy London? Oh, it was spectacular. Um, I loved the aerial assault, uh, and uh, you know, um, well, what, let me I'll start this time. Let me, what's your impressions after the first five weeks here? What have you seen? What do you think? I don't think they're good. I mean, they're they're okay, they're, they're getting a little better, but again, it's like uh, uh, you know we're starting to see some more positive stuff out of Zach Wilson. I'm not sold on the defense. I mean, you know, you've got so many other things that are going on that uh, I don't know. Uh, well, we're uh, and this is kind of the conclusion I've come to so far. Um, it's. It, it, well, first off, on defense, if C.J. Moe wasn't out there moving people around right. and uh, changing some of the plays, these guys would get diced and sliced like mm-hmm. you can't believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really, really disappointed in, I, let's face it, against against Atlanta, they were outcoached. Yeah. Pure and simple, both on offense and defense. They were simply outcoached. Um, they had a better game plan. And, of course, you also had the benefit of a very experienced quarterback just picking them apart. Mm-hmm. But all they were doing was just picking apart the seams. I mean, my God, they didn't have their top two receivers. Right. And all they were doing was beating them with a rookie tight end. And the Jets continually had no answers for them. And I, I find that troubling. Um, one thing I will say, though, I do like is that, unlike prior regimes, they do seem to make pretty decent adjustments at halftime. And they come out with a better scheme. I don't know if that's just because the young guys need to kind of get their get a feel for what's going on, in particular Zach Wilson. But they always seem to play better in the second half, and they do seem to make some adjustments. I'm not sure, and, and you know, I mean, my God, Rich Kotite couldn't even conceive of that. Oh, God. So in that regard, I, I, I like that. But again, that begs the question: Why can't you script 14 plays to start a game? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is my problem here. And and let me run this by you. Let me what you think. We got a rookie uh, who's uh, basically the calling the plays on offense. Right. What I'm sensing, particularly on offense, is you know what's the key to good coaching? Knowing what your players can do, and knowing what your players can do, and putting them in situations to succeed. All right. Um, why is? And I think you've got the wide receivers completely out of position. Mm-hmm. I still don't know why they're not playing Denzel Mims. Just line them up next to Davis. Just let Mims run as fast as he can straight down the field and let Davis break out behind him. And uh, and there you go. That'll open Davis up. Okay, you got you know Elijah Moore, who basically made his bones and is one of the top uh, slot receivers in, in college football last year. Right. And that's what he does. Why are you putting him on the outside? Mm-hmm. First off, he's like five feet two. And then he has no experience playing on the outside. He's a slot player. Put him in the slot. Okay, Crowder's back. Great. He's a slot player. You can either rotate him or, geez, here's a thought. Why don't you play him one on each side or both next to each other? Have two slot receivers. Yeah. Um, but do what your players can do. Uh, and they don't seem to do that. And I don't know if that's also part of the problem 
with the blocking scheme because last week, I will say, from what I saw in London at least, uh, it was the first time the interior of the line wasn't bad. And uh, Elijah Vera Tucker is improving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he he really had a good game, and uh, you just see things. You, you see him just improving week to week, and he's going to be a force once he figures this out. But last week it was weird. The tackles were the problem, and that's really the first time in a long time that that's been at least this year that that's been the situation. So I don't know what was going on there, but now I'm just kind of starting to wonder: Do they have the personnel to match the scheme that they want to play? Mm-hmm. And uh, and that, that's that's a problem. I mean, you know, I, I, I give you you know Carpenter as a classic example of how he struggled in Seattle. He moved to New York and he flourished. Different blocking schemes. So I'm wondering if they're just not tailoring their system to the players that they have, and they're not really looking at what the players can do instead of trying to shoehorn everything into what system that they want to try to run. Problem number one. Problem number two is, uh, you know, we hear about. You know, oh, Shanahan, he's going to run the football, run football first. This does not look anything like the Denver Broncos of 94, 95, 96. No. Okay. And what, what, what is the Jet offense? Are they ground-based? Are they air-based? Well, how can it be ground-based when, when they don't have a running back? Well, I don't, John, you keep hanging it on the running backs. You know, uh, I don't think that's the, necessarily the problem at this point. I don't really think they're getting any push at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really think the blocking scheme is, is, and the running plays are flawed. Because Tevin Coleman was able to scoot through a couple of times. I mean, these guys are scooting through on occasion. I don't really think that it's, it's a problem with the running backs at this stage, like I've been telling you. I still think there's a problem up front. And I was a little disappointed now. I mean, we're five weeks in, and these guys have been playing together for now for about you know, four or five weeks. Right. Now you're starting to develop some continuity, some reps. They, they should be doing better than this. Agreed. And I was really disappointed to watch uh, Fant and Moses struggle last week because, you know, they've been they've been the only real constant so far this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering now if they're just not looking at what they have and just trying to shoehorn something into you know what they want it to be. Not very well for me. Yeah. That, that that's kind of my thought. You're dealing with a rookie staff, and uh, you know that could be a rookie mistake. I, I don't know. Um, there are some bright spots, but. Uh, uh, and, and they're playing hard. Um, you know, they haven't given up. They haven't quit. Uh, they seem to be playing for the coaching staff. So, you know, that's a good thing. Um, and they've, they've been, you know, competitive. I mean, they really haven't gotten blown out as opposed to Jacksonville, for example, right. and the urban legend and all the nonsense that's going on down there with our good friend yeah. in Jacksonville. Um, that's not, I mean, we don't have that, that, that problem up in, in New York. No. Um, so I don't know if it's just, well, the talent is not there in its entirety, but right now I still think the bigger problem is the coaching staff isn't coaching to the talent that they have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think overall, but, but that again, right it's like I mean, last, would you agree, would you agree? Last year, they were one of not the what the the most, but one of the most uh, least talented teams in football. Oh, unquestionably. Okay, so it's like, uh, how, how much did, how, how much did they add this year that's going to make them that much better? And again, when you're talking about a rebuild, which obviously this is a rebuild, it takes years. Yeah, yes, it does. And there's going to be growing pains, John. Yeah, and that's what we, you know, I just want to see progression from week to week. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't expect them to mount very much this year. Right. But I just don't want to see a backslide, and I think you know, there's been certain areas of the game that are the team that have let them down each week. Right. Um, I think this past week, 
it was the coaching staff. I think they just flat out got out coached. Yeah. Um, but I really do find it frustrating that you can't come up with a better four, first four. You can't script a better first fourteen plays mm-hmm. than what they've been doing. It's just been too consistently bad. And even Gaze was able to muster that last year. Yeah. No, um, it's but a... it's interesting to watch uh, Darnold pretty much be Darnold as of last year as well. Uh, now with the, the Panthers, so you know, um, I will say I do think ultimately Wilson is going to be the better better player mm-hmm. um but and i do like what i see in wilson and it takes time john and there's going to be a lot of growing pains but it's it's frustrating but uh, first you got to figure out who you are and what right. you have agreed and then go forward and i i really think that's the problem right now mm-hmm. yeah well it's going to be i think it's as as always it's going to be a long season so it's like you, you just got to kind of grin and bear it hey jet thank you for the phone call all right, John, thanks for being there, and um, okay. I'll catch you when I can. All right, sounds good. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Give us a call here. Let's go to Paul in Everett. Hey, Paul. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, my concerns for the Seahawks special mm-hmm. teams performance this year. I yeah. just I'm not seeing the magic at all. What's what's happened? Uh, I mean it's it's been okay, but you're you're right. You're not seeing any kind of magic or anything else. Uh, you know, it's not like they've given up too many big plays on the kickoff returns or the punt returns or things like that. I mean, I think, you know, more than anything else, what sticks out is that you have uh, Jason Myers missing two extra points and then missing a field goal. And, uh, I mean, let's put it this way. What do you think of Michael Dixon? He nearly got blocked, didn't he? Like more than once. And then they got a punt that did not appear illegal to me. I don't know. I mean, but it was turned out to be. Okay. Well, I mean, it seems like, and uh, I get the impression, well, that I think Russell is the kind of quarterback that needs a great team around him. And mm-hmm. I don't see a great team this year. I see a potentially good team that is just not getting it. Yeah. And you got to wonder, is it just, is the riot over? I mean, uh, is that what we're seeing? Is it, I mean, uh, that could well be, I'm thinking. I don't know. I think that's, that's kind of overreaction. I mean, again, okay. I mean, you know, sometimes you just have an off year. I mean, it's like it just happens. I mean, you know, how do you look San Francisco last year with all the injuries and you know what they won, like six games or something like that. Uh, right. And so it's like sometimes sometimes it just works against you. And now say what you want. I mean, we know the defense has been terrible, but also right. it's like, uh, you know, it's like when you lose. I mean, you go. I mean, again, I, I still go back. And you, you, you look at the reality, okay? And again, we're maybe only talking about four games right now. Maybe, True. Uh, but it's like, uh, you know, you lose your quarterback, you lose games. Simple as oh, that. Boy. I mean, it's like, oh, I mean, go back uh, the last time Aaron Rodgers got hurt. How many games yeah. did the Green Bay Packers win? The answer is sure. seven. Okay. What happened when Dak Prescott got hurt last year? They won six. So it's like, uh, you know, you if you lose a quality quarterback, and again, this won't be as long as it is for Dak, and it won't be as long as it is for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, you, you I mean, because again, I, you, you, I, you know, I don't know what the wins against replacement numbers are, but I think when you have a quarterback as good as Russell Wilson, I mean, you lose four, 
And so yep. if you're an 11 yep. win team, 12 win team, then you go to eight or seven. It's just right. that nature. Yep. But seven and 10 does not sound. Yeah. I mean, that's about what I, I'm seeing right now. Yeah. yeah. As you say, it's a long season and, and Pete's also still got something up his sleeve. I have, I have a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's like, a, you know, it's basically still the same team that was there last year with a couple right. of exceptions. They don't have Jaron Reed. And I think, uh, right. you know, that. You know, that's hurt mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, sure. certainly not having Shaquille Griffin, that hasn't oh. helped. Yeah, that's true. Shaq Griffin was a great corner. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So, so yep, you, yep. You, you put those things together and you say, oh, okay, well, now it's a matter of just kind of seeing what you can do. And, of course, now the cornerback situation's in turmoil. So, sure. uh, you know, they've got to get that fixed. You know, Jamal Adams has got to play better, particularly. Yeah, in, well, in, in, I in think coverage. he will. I, I don't I worry think about so too. Jamal. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be fine. Okay, my next point, and sorry to do this, but and I will be brief. Uh, this involves my Detroit Lions. Um, my understanding is a lot of people who want them removed from the Thanksgiving Day lineup. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to say this, is that, I mean, how inhuman. Listen, that fan base has just been through enough don't you think and you want yeah. to take the one thing i mean and, and maybe they don't care because they probably think it's just another horrible loss which it is but to me i mean detroit plays on thanksgiving and mm-hmm. dallas plays on thanksgiving period i agree i mean again because okay. yeah, again what you're talking about is nfl history right yes and again yes. it's like why change history I mean, you know, why do you want to kind of, you know, shuffle it up? Because you can't guarantee you're going to get the right game. And so it's right. like, uh, you know, particularly when you're talking about November and all that stuff, I'm totally sure. comfortable and like the idea that Detroit has the first Thanksgiving game. And I think mm-hmm. that they can, should continue to do it and can, and there should be never, ever any change. I agree. Now, do you know who they play this Thanksgiving Day? I can't. I can't even look that far ahead. I'm trying yeah, to get through this I, week. I, I'm, it doesn't matter. I mean, they'll get. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter because I mean, this, this Lion team is terrible. It really is. It's, it's especially bad, and you know, but that. Well, yeah, again, that. because yeah, you you follow it really closely, right? I do. I do. Yeah, and it's like and, you can't give yeah. up that much talent. I mean, you can't yeah. give up two good receivers. Oh uh, yeah. And yeah. you can't give away some of the guys that they've given away. And even now they continue to give away. I mean, the fact that uh, I know he can be lazy and a problem, yeah. but I mean, you give away Jamie Collins. I mean, come on. Right. Well, didn't they have Golden Tate not that long ago? Yeah, yeah, they did. I mean, he was a great receiver. He yeah, and they got rid of him. They got rid of him uh, early in the middle of the season. I mean, yeah, and, that was a good idea. But I yeah. mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, they, maybe they just figure they want to lose, and that's their shtick, and then they're good at that. Yeah, again, I think, again, they've taken the tact. It's like, okay, we're going to do a complete rebuild. And so if we're going to do a complete rebuild, let's get rid of what we can. Let's get yeah. in as many as draft choices and we can, and let's see right. what we can do. Yeah, no, they, they just they just want to just be bad. And that's yeah. okay, whatever. And the, the final thing, this is something I heard on the Fox uh, sports radio at like yeah. 4 in the morning one night. And uh, – this involves it's a lady by the name of a Virginia Oliver. She is a lobster captain, you know, of a, of a lobster boat, and she's 101 years old, mm-hmm. and she's been lobster fishing since she was eight. So she's been lobster fishing for 93 years. She started doing that in 1918, and she still does it. And her crew is her 78 year old son. Mm-hmm. 
So I just had to give uh, Ms. Oliver a shout out, and that's the kind of uh, reliable service that I like to see. I wish, uh, you know, I've, you'd love to see your NFL club have that kind of durability. Yeah. And, and I think we do. I think I see Russell as trying to break the, the George Blanda playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, he was 52. Is that right? Yeah. When he retired, and he had actually played a, a game when he was 52 as a quarterback. It was yeah. that not true as a starter? Yeah, well, he's a kick. He was a kicker at that point. So yeah, I mean, and he was he, he had a long 56 yarder up while member. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, as, as I mean, if you, you you can go out there for a game or half a game or something like that and play quarterback, yeah. but he wasn't a quarterback at 52. I mean, he was no. he's a he's a kicker from his early 40s. Hey, thank you for the phone call. Thank you, sir. All right, let's go to Sean. Oh, okay, tell you what, we'll take a break right now, come back, talk to Sean, and then uh, continue your phone calls at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Sean in the Netherlands. Hey, Sean. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Nice to join you. Yeah, good. I wanted to touch out with you a little bit about what I'm going to be watching in the Seahawks for the next yeah. two couple weeks while Russell is gone. And for me, it's about um, really seeing that they do things well, you know, other things well, special teams, defense, mm-hmm. coaching, and, and start to improve those things. And um, for me, I think that, that that is also something that Russell Wilson is going to be looking at as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my concern is, is at the end of the season, there could be, uh, something happen with Russell and, and, you know, I'm really, really nervous that, that if not everyone else does their jobs, that, uh, there's a chance he could be leaving, you know? Well, and he can't leave. He can't leave. He's under contract. True, true. But you know how powerful players are right now and, mm-hmm. and, um, how things happen. And, and I'm not saying I, 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 it would be a nightmare for me. And yeah, it would be a I nightmare a for everybody in this town. And I think he has that power. If he wants to leave, he could leave. I and don't think he has me, that. I don't, I, think, I, don't, I don't think he has that power. I think we. Well, I think there's people that disagree, but I think we've seen that with Matt Stafford. I think we've seen that with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, these guys are having more leverage now than ever. So it is what it is. I think Pete. And everyone needs to look at themselves in the mirror and and really diagnose everything mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks. If if they don't, uh, I think it's it's it might be time to clean house. And and I know you're I, <laughs> a lot of people are going to say, I love Pete Carroll. I think yeah. he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. For me, when Mike Holmgren finished his career with Seahawks, it just felt like it was time. He's, he's an old guy, and he's a young guy at heart. But to me, it just it's not doing enough things well in the last few years. Uh, we haven't been drafting uh, well enough. Uh, we haven't been coaching well enough. We haven't been um, surrounding Russell with the they type won of players tw- that they we won- surround him with. Sean, they won 12 right. games last year. Did they not win 12 right, games? Yeah, but, John, that's that's why I'm saying I'm going to be watching what happens without Russell Wilson because that oh. was Russell Wilson. Sean, Sean, say what you want, Sean. Aaron Rodgers yeah. wanted out of Green Bay. Where is he today? Yeah, yeah but he's going to be gone, I think, next year. Yeah, but year again, he's not gone so. yet. He's still right, in Green but, Bay. 
So it's like you can say that we want we want Russell longer than Aaron Rodgers is going to be in Green Bay. Yeah, agreed. But again, it's like you you can't say that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't have the power to be able to get out of the Green Bay deal. But he's there. He will. Well, well, again, he he will. But again, yeah. But (laughs) but again, did he get out of Green Bay? No, but he's going to next year. Yeah, and you, and, you, and, you talk, and you talk about Stafford. I mean, you know, Stafford of the ones that moved on has the most legitimate claim. Right. The Lions Look, stink. John, I, yeah, I'm not saying it's it's a, a, I'm just it's a it's a concern of mine. That's why I'm saying I want to be watching because yeah. for me, again, if I had to pick, if if you had to, if someone asked me who do who do you want to keep, Russell, Pete, or John, mm-hmm. I'm going with Russ yeah. all day long. I love Pete, and I love John, and they've done a hell of a job. I mean, we had the, the greatest franchise, so I don't say that happily. I, these guys, and I'm a coach myself, and I've learned more from Pete Carroll than just about anyone. And uh-huh. um, it saddens me to say that. But look, I, giving up two first rounds for a safety, I love Jamal Adams. Yeah. That's, you know, that's big for a safety. And, I mean, just in terms of drafting, not selecting Buda Baker – uh, last year, our first pick in the second round was the defensive end. He didn't play the first year. Four picks later is Diggs, the cornerback for the Cowboys. I mean, if you just look at that and say we don't trade for Jamal Adams, and we pick up Buda Baker, we would, would you up, say would, would, would you say that the the way that Daryl Taylor is playing this year, he's a disappointment? No, no, no. But I'm saying our, our concerns are are. Yeah, I mean, he was he was injured last year. Seahawks yeah, I understand that, but the Seahawks have had major issues drafting players with injuries. Everyone say, well, you know, the Seahawks are good at drafting. They picked up Chris Carson in the seventh round. Chris Carson fell to the seventh round because right. he had injuries his last two years in college. So you can't tell me he, he fell there for a reason. So, you know, injuries and, you know, the Malik McDowell situation as well. Look, it just hasn't been good enough. And I, I, I love Pete, but if you take away Russ, this team is not winning anything. And so that's what I think he's going to look at. And so that's why I'm saying to you, that's what I'm going to be looking at, because I do think there's a chance. And I agree, Aaron Rodgers is is in Green Bay. He won't be for long, though. Right. So that's my concern. All right? Okay. Yeah, but again, it's like, and, uh, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't overreact. I mean, again, I mean, just because Russell made the comments about how frustrated he was getting hit so much. Everybody is overdoing this stuff. Everybody. And to me, it drives me crazy. Because, yeah. again, I mean, yeah. did he ask to be traded? No, he did not. No, no, no. I, and, and, again, I, I'm not I mean, and, and again, Sean, how, how, much, how much money out of his pocket has he put into this community? And I'm saying a lot. Oh, so, so much, so much. Yeah, yeah no, no. I, I don't. I don't say that. I don't say that like, ah, oh, he's going to ask for. I, I just think it's something that is a is a small possibility. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it is a possibility. You yeah. have to agree with. It. I mean, and anything anything can happen. Agreed. Anything yeah. can happen. And I and I just think that that it's something that we have to look at. And this whole team and and I'm rooting them for him yeah. to get it right. And 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 for me, you know. This is what I learned in coaching: is perfection is doing a lot of a lot of little things really well, you know, just well, good. Yeah, and, and, and but but again, so far and, off. Yeah, and and I mean, and having been a having been a coach, I mean, you realize sometimes some years just don't work out. Would you True. agree with that? True. True. I, I just think that that um, I, I think Russell is going to be looking at it uh, 
closely, and and uh, I hope they can get it right. And for me, you know, Ken Norton's another one. I mean, I, I thought they should have moved. Or, I thought they should have been a very aggressive, um, you know, towards mm-hmm. uh, our former defensive uh, coordinator. Because and people say this all the time. Oh, they say don't uh, get on Ken Norton. It's Pete Carroll's defense. Right. But Pete, Pete Pete looks like a bit of a micromanager, and I think that he. You know, when our defense was really, really killer, we had two great defensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. And I love Ken Norton. I, 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 it pains me to say that. <laughs> well, let's put you it this know. way. If the, def- um, if the defense is going to be bad the rest of the season, I have no question that Ken Norton won't be the defensive coordinator next year. Yeah. And, of course, yeah. it's like, you know, who, who, what one former uh, Seahawk defensive coordinator will be available? His name is yeah. Gus Bradley. Yeah. Exactly. He'll be available. So it's like, uh, you know, because, again, John Gruden's staff is going to be totally shaken up because they'll be getting a new coach in. And so it's like uh, Bradley uh, will be available. So you can see that that can happen. But uh, in in the end, it's like don't overreact. Hey, Sean, thank you so much for the call. Thanks. so appreciate it. Okay, let's go to Bob in Bothell. Hey, Bob. Hey, Mr. Clayton, thank you for taking my call. Thank you for calling. And I'm excited about this Sunday's game, Seahawks versus Pittsburgh. Um, I just wanted to talk to you about some problems that's been bugging me for a while about the NFL mm-hmm. and about John Gruden, because you're the one to talk to. You you seem to know the insides and outs. Yeah. There, there seems to be a problem with racism in the NFL when I'm reading these articles that date back all the way to um, 2013, mm-hmm. um, during that CTE era, where the NFL lost a settlement for like $75 million, right? right. And the black players quickly discovered that I can't even get these funds. Mm-hmm. That's just one incident. And then you got the Washington Redskins, or I'm sorry, the Washington football team, who was fined $10 million and nothing was done. Yeah. And then, and then you got John Gruden that just recently, who knows, he's probably been saying this for years, but hidden under the shadows of the email, you know, calling people these horrible names. I'm mm-hmm. a person of color, John. Yeah. I grew up here in you know, Redmond, and I remember hearing all those type of slang words directed at me because I was the only person of color going to these white schools. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, when the hell is the NFL going to wake up and say, you know what, we do have a problem mm-hmm. because they're losing fans. One, over their political stance that I agree with. Two, people just fed up. And three, the competition. And now you got this, the racism coming on? Well, again, it's, 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 it's racism by uh, one person and the other people that he's e- emailing back and forth with. And But again, I mean, you're right about it. But I mean, you know, you, you being black and of course, but as you know, this has been a work in progress for many, many years. I mean, did they, did they immediately uh, embrace Black Lives Matter? No, but they have now. And so... Things are getting better, but they're not there yet. It just seems to take way too long. Another example, Jackie Robinson from yeah. baseball. We celebrate that, right? Yeah. Well, did you know the NFL had the first black player in an all-professional league, and they don't even celebrate that? Mm-hmm. And I never knew that until I'm reading these articles. I'm like, what the heck? What? This guy played a season two uh, and actually played football with Jackie Robinson when Jackie was at UCLA. I'm like, 
Yeah, but I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you a story. It's like, you know, because, again, I'm on the Hall of Fame committee and uh, and sure. all that stuff. And so, uh, you know, Bill Nunn was such a valuable guy uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers scouting staff. And what ended up happening, of course, you know, he worked for the black newspaper in town because his father owned it. And, of course, uh, you know, well, he was the first person, not scout, but the first person, you know, to at least – not go to every black college, but also he was the first one to put together a uh, all-star list that was just sensational where nobody else did. Okay, so he put these lists together and they were so good. And so they end up, uh, you know, coming back and, uh, you know, the Steelers hire him. And he was so instrumental in so many of the great players that the Steelers got. I mean, you know, uh, John Stallworth and uh, Mel Mm -hmm. Blunt. Uh, Donnie Shell. I mean, you go through the whole list. He was so wow. responsible, and you know, we we got him into the Hall of Fame. Now, unfortunately, he's no longer with us. And then tomorrow in the Steeler game at halftime, they're going to uh, you know give the ceremony to Bill Nunn and about three other Steelers uh, that uh, made the Hall of Fame. And so that's going to be such a big day. But again, it's like, but it, it, I still remember. You know, doing you know, saying the things about Bill Nunn is like, for example, you know, back in you know 1972 and all that stuff when he was really, mm-hmm. really starting to bring the players in. You know, uh, uh, as they told me, what he did and his father did is that you know some of the great black athletes that would come to town was not they weren't allowed in the hotels, and so what sure. did they do? They brought them over to their houses, whether it's Bill Nunn or his father, and that's how that's oh, how wow. di- and so again. It, it unfortunately it takes time you can see there's progress is it fast enough no but there is progress yeah i, I agree with that and just and, and, and bob I, i've got i've got to run here because oh, sure sure yeah but hey Have thank you day, okay thank you 866-979-ESPN-206-421-ESPN ESPN, john clayton show 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com and we also are taking your text questions. You can text us at 412-206-412-ESPN uh, on the uh, Mac and Jack's uh, text line. We will take your text questions, but also want your phone calls. You know, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. What's your prediction for the Seahawks? I mean, right now, I mean, it looks gloomy. I mean, I think it's going to be a tough game against the Steelers, and basically I'm taking it week by week to see you know, if and when they can get some improvement on the defense. And you, you know things are going to be a little bit off on the offense without Russell Wilson and without Chris Carson. <clears throat> and so, uh, I mean, you saw that last week. So this one's going to be tough going to Pittsburgh and seeing what they can do. Uh, from the 4-2-5, what did the Seahawks look like without Russell Wilson? Uh, and they said, when was the last game he didn't start? I mean, he's never missed a game until tomorrow. That's the first game that he's missed. He's never missed one. I mean, he's had the long, one of the longest streaks you can ask as far as consecutive games as a starting quarterback. But again, it's like uh, you know, you're not going to get the 25-plus points a game that he's usually able to get. That's not going to happen. So it's like uh, it's going to be a challenge to be able to – get whatever they can and uh, do whatever they can do against a, a good but not great Pittsburgh defense. From the 206, it's like, Professor, after Pete retires, who will be the next coach of the Seahawks? I mean, nobody has any idea. I mean, you know, John Snyder obviously is going to be picking it. But again, it's like, uh, you know, he still has years on his contract. And so it's like to forecast anything that far ahead 
nobody has an idea. Uh, Professor, after, uh, so it's like uh, from the 425, uh, should Seahawks fans be concerned or are we overreacting? No, I think you've got to be concerned. I mean, you're not seeing improvement. I mean, you're seeing things getting worse. You're seeing things not getting better. And because of that, you've got to be concerned. And again, don't over, don't overdo it. I mean, you know, you know, you got now you got the entire town wanting everybody fired. They want Pete Carroll fired, John Snyder fired. You know, they're worried about Russell Wilson going to another team. That's overreaction. I mean, this could just be an off season. That does happen. I mean, we've seen it how many years with the Mariners until this past year. And, you know, it's like, uh, you know, this still has a there's talent on this team. It's just now a matter of getting the most out of that talent. And so from the 360, what's the most interesting Seahawks non-game story this week? I mean, I still look at, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm still intrigued by the Raider Charger game, you know, because, again, it's like how are the Raiders going to be? without John Gruden and that's that's a big question mark and how are the uh, Chargers going to be you know with uh, you know the great performance of their quarterback who's just been fantastic I mean Justin Herbert has just been amazing as far as what he's been able to do so uh, no I think that's going to be real intriguing too so it's like uh, there's a lot of good games this weekend but again you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, which ones are going to be the most interesting. Uh, and then from the 206, how are the Cardinals looking this year? Well, right now, I mean, they're 5-0. and <clears throat> But they go into this next game with against Cleveland, which is an interesting game, with a lot of problems. I don't think Chandler Jones is going to be able to play because of COVID-19. I think you, you're looking at, you know, problems ahead for, uh, you know, the, the COVID because their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, is not going to be there. They're not going to have some of their top assistants uh, at the game. They've not made, they're not going to make the trip. And so that's going to affect them negatively. And so, you know, they're 5-0. and Kyler Murray's having an MVP type season. But again, I think you're looking at some problems ahead that uh, could affect them tomorrow and get them back to 5-1. and and so, uh, you know, you're, you, when you don't have your head coach, that's not that's not a good thing. That's a problem. And so, uh, again, coming back, we're going to have Dave Grosby at the bottom of the hour uh, in the next hour. And, of course, we're taking your phone calls at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.